0: Fellow tennis nerds, I'm here with Fred Johnson uh, from Waldorf Labs. And what is Waldorf Labs? You have to explain to them.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, Waldorf Labs, we have to take a trip down my memory lane here. It mm-hmm. uh, goes back to 2018 when I was working for a tech company. Okay. And uh, I was exposed to various technologies underneath the artificial intelligence umbrella.
0: Ah, all right.
1: And I saw some technologies there, Jonas, and I was thinking to myself, oh my god what if we could use this in sort of the frame of tennis mm-hmm. and that sort of was the kickoff of Waldorf labs so Waldorf labs is a company that are specializing in using modern technology mm-hmm. in order to improve the hundred million tennis players of the world
0: yeah so it's not only for pro players but mainly it's, focused for now or...
1: that that is correct uh, we do have the pro players mm-hmm. um, Playing on the ATP as well as the WTA tour, but we also do have a lot of club players as clients. Okay, um, clearly uh, slightly different kind yeah, of services, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's, it's quite nice to be able to provide not only the best people in the world. Yeah, yeah of course, um, but also. Um, making sure that the, uh, the club players and the slightly more amateurs um, hmm. are also benefiting from today's technology.
0: So how would the difference in what they look for? Like, for example, an amateur player, he, he won't obviously use, like, I'm playing this guy in the next ATP match, but they could use it for their own game? In, in, in what way could you bring the new yeah. service to him?
1: Yeah, um, you know, the, the club players that we, we have here in this club, uh, it's a beautiful club, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, would typically be interested in their own game. Yeah. Know. How do they match up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are their strengths and weaknesses? And we've got some technology where we can actually prove that the forehand is the shot that they should actually execute more. Mm. Compared to the backhand, you know, yeah, and we can pinpoint exactly where they are on the court when Mm -hmm. they are Hitting their forehands and the backhands. Okay, we can see um, Where the shots go if you go in or out? Mm. Um, If it's with you know, they are hitting um, with topspin or slice Uh, These kind of things are what we are able to detect today completely automatically. Mm -hmm. So there is no tracking there is nothing that a human person needs a human being need to do mm-hmm. in order to track that it's completely automatic
0: okay wow. Well, but you record it with the camera or what do you do like you do sessions with the camera
1: either we do the the, the session ourselves mm-hmm. with the camera or the client provides the video
0: all right and then you can analyze the video based exactly, on that exactly. yeah but for a pro for example so they in I mean I followed a session yesterday with a very strong WTA player and then you had a very uh, specific target for that session. And yes, that's correct. how you and you base that kind of idea on your data. That's it.
1: Correct. On that specific player that you were mentioning, um, we knew um, her strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So now it's all about building her up to the, um, the American swing, yeah. um, hard court prior to US Open. So we are giving her a couple of drills in order to improve her weaknesses, especially yeah. on on, uh, on hard court.
0: And you do that in uh, collaboration with her coach, or, or how does it work? Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, um, it's a good point. We always do it in mm. collaboration with the, with the coach. Um, so you could say nine out of 10 times, it's actually the coach that's our client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: exactly. He, he wants or she wants to have data in a better way to, to improve the player. Exactly, Thank you. exactly.
1: Well, here comes our juice as well. Yeah, that's, that's good. Very nice. So, yeah, um, that is a very good example of how we are working with mm-hmm. the pros. Um, we also do like a loss or win review. Ah, okay. Could be that they have been playing like six months um, on clay, and then we do a win loss analysis on that performance.
0: On uh, that specific surface, for yes. example, or that's part of the season.
1: Exactly. Or it could also be um, that you've been playing a Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. and then you would like to analyze, let's say, these four or five matches that she's been playing. Ah, okay. yeah. What
0: happened? Like, why did exactly. I not play well there and what happened in that match? So.
1: Exactly, and what d- did go well during the first four matches mm. that did not go well on the fifth. Yeah, that yeah. could also be a yeah. scenario. Um, we also do um, this kind of, of uh, strength and weakness analysis, typically off-season, All right. yeah. where they do have some more time
0: to actually work on there yeah because the thing is like the ATP season and the WTA season is so so intense yes so you only have like one month off really you know otherwise you're great. just traveling all the time playing matches so you can't really work on people don't understand how hard it is for a player to just isolate I need to work on this because the next tournament is happening next week so you're not gonna have time to do it you know.
1: exactly and many do take large part of July off yeah, yeah? yeah, yeah. so instead of uh, going back on clay mm-hmm. they basically take a week or two off and then you know being prepared for the hardcore season
0: yeah, yeah. yeah it depends a bit on the results I guess because it's like okay you know I didn't play well maybe I want to play more or play well so I'm tired like a lot of matches yes. go into that yeah.
1: or if you've been playing well at you know during this month last year mm-hmm. then you got some points to defend yeah so then you're in a, a difficult difficult situation yeah.
0: do you see the trend that the interest in data and this kind of work is, is just increasing now with, with the
1: it is. Uh, I mean, we started out in two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. and um, when we moved down here, we're using this club as our headquarters now.
0: We're in Pontormano, Pun- very yeah. nice club, as you've seen in my, many of my videos.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, over the last, let's say, seven, eight months, we've got uh, clients coming in. Um, practicing with us um, from uh, from the U.S., yeah. um, from Asia. Uh, we've had um, some very talented juniors mm-hmm. um, coming also. So yeah, it's it's picking up, both yeah. in terms of geographies, but also age-wise. Mm. It's not only for the top 50 in the world anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, exactly, but then also like you have now juniors needing to focus more professionally early, right? Because now it's like, now you see the scouts, they go for like a player that, oh, he's 12. Yes. You use like Alcaraz, for example. You saw that he was going to be good very early. Yes. So the so everybody's more sponsors. Everyone is a bit more on. Yes. The the kids today. You see, spot talent quite early, right? <laughs> that is That's correct.
1: And uh, we uh, we were invited to um, Roland Garros this year, um, and uh, we were basically there to meet uh, one of the uh, agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had um, just recruited several, 12 years old. Yeah, yeah it's 12, um, I think it's the starting age. I yes, guess. yes. And they would like to see, you know, what we can do in order to help them yeah. become better tennis players. So
0: yeah, and you, then you can get the data from, from their sessions as well, I guess, right? Exactly, exactly. But someone needs to record, that's the thing, like, so you always have to record.
1: Yeah, you do. Yeah. You, you need to do that. But that's
0: easy to, I mean, like, you, we can use a cell phone, you can use whatever, like, there's it's only if there's any restrictions on like where to place the equipment, I guess. Like if you're playing an ITF match, I guess it can be tough for you know. Yes,
1: that, that that's correct. Uh, luckily, we're also working with um, many academies, and uh, they're very keen, you know, to provide this kind of footage. Yeah, and Yeah, an so extra service for them as well to yeah. give to the player. Yeah, it really is.
0: And sometimes a co- it's not easy for a coach to pinpoint something that the data might reveal. I guess like you you, you only have you have two eyes, but sometimes you can see something in the stats that tough for a coach to uncover.
1: That, that is correct and there is another layer to that as well Jonas is that a coach could have a, a notion and a hunch on you know what is the problem mm-hmm. that this player is struggling with but suddenly you can get some hard facts.
0: You verify that your yeah. hunch with the data yeah. yeah and also I guess with the player sometimes the player might want to listen right? because I mean everyone you know if you point out people's flaws it's not the easiest thing to hear. And, or they might just, like, no, no, it's not that, it's my back end, you know, it's not my forehand online, that's fine. And then you actually see the data oh, I'm making so many unforced errors, or I'm pulling the trigger too soon, something like that, right?
1: That's correct, that's exactly how it is, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And then you can bring that into a, a session and say, hey, today we're gonna work on aggressive returns, or we're gonna work on this specific shot, like forehand inside out, see inside out, for example, a key shot. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, or, you know, how you're moving on court, you know making sure that you are playing more forehands and not only thinking 50-50, uh, these kind of stuff as well.
0: Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Do hear. you see like general trends um, in tennis also? Like would you see all this data, you get like a big like, chunk of data that you can use. So you see trends all over both the WTA ATP trends that kind of the same players are doing the same things as tennis evolves kind of.
1: Yeah, we, we do. Uh, the interesting thing is that tennis as a sport, is way behind when it comes to you know data. Yeah,
0: yeah. People yeah. don't think that, but it's it's true. Yeah, if you look at American sports, for example, they use data a lot. You know, in their NFL and NBA.
1: Exactly, and ice hockey. Ice you know, hockey yeah, baseball. Yeah. And, yeah. So uh, I would say it's the last thirty years we've had some some data material, mm. and it's actually the last twenty years where you haven't got some. Not only. Um, the volume that is needed, but also the quality of the data. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it's,
1: you know, back in the days, it was a little bit of, of garbage in, garbage out, right? Mm. You couldn't really rely on the data you know. No, had. no, exactly. But these days, I would say, it's, it's, it's quite accurate.
0: Yeah, and now you, c- you can definitely, I mean, you see that the Hawkeye has improved, everything around the AI yes. has improved, and also the way they reveal data from the ATP and WTA. They use it a bit more in their presentation because it is something you can gain information from. And it could also be a way to unlock the keys of the match or, you know, this. What they always used to do in other sports, but in tennis was quite, you know, eh, who knows, you know, what's going yeah. on. Yeah. You know?
1: And it's not only of importance uh, for the players, but also for the audience yeah. and the fans, right? If you can bring them statistics or information that they think are quite cool, yeah. then you'll be even more motivated to watch that kind of, of sport. So I think th- this is only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, Starting
0: now. Yeah. It's starting now, yeah,
1: it is. It is.
0: All right, so we were talking about the technology um, you're using the, yeah. um, and, and how it works. And I, I think a lot of people are curious, like how does this whole thing work and, and how can it generate Important information. I mean, you have to interpret the data, right? How does the data populate it?
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a good question, Jonas. Um, Clearly, I'm spending most of my time analyzing the data that we are are gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, We do know that quite a lot of of our competitors are spending um, perhaps too much time in the actual data gathering phase. We've managed to automate all that. So, we basically don't spend any time at all um, getting the, the, um, the data. Um, so, what we are doing is that we are working on a set of KPIs, key mm-hmm. performance indicators, um, that could explain um, a person or a player's strength or weaknesses. Right. Um, so, this is basically the first thing we do when we meet a player or the coach. Yeah. Try to identify what would be of interest and then agree upon 10 to 15 KPIs, and then we start working on that. Yeah. And um, typically we have data gathered from six yeah. to eight um, data sources, all right. depending on the KPIs. So I've got software robots that are basically doing this data gathering for me, mm-hmm. and it provides all the data uh, into a spreadsheet, and that's where my actual work starts yeah. to interpret and basically uh, you know, understanding, so what. We've got so much data now with high quality, mm. but we need to spend some time really understanding how can we use this you know, for the best of the player. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's really nice thinking that since we've been able to automate this, we can also keep the costs quite low. All right. So a couple of years back,
0: so it's doable for like a, a player who's not like top 100
1: exactly yeah. exactly back in the days it was only top 50 guys mm. uh, who could actually afford this but now i would say top 500 easily and it's about leveling the field yeah. and giving um, all players the opportunity to really leverage this kind of modern technology and we're also been gathering so much data over the years and done so many analyses, so we are offering this as a, as a package also to the club players mm. what are the Djokovic and the Nadal uh, of the world doing yeah. similar yeah how can we take that insight and make it uh, valuable for a club player uh, it's, it's a really good feeling waking up every morning on us and, and know that you can bring these things, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it's also something you're... I mean, you've been tennis play, play, playing tennis your whole life, pretty much, or...?
1: I have. Um, I was a decent junior okay. um, in Norway in the 80s. Um, clearly, I uh, didn't uh, have the talents or, or skills well, to take... It's tough to, to become a professional tennis it, player. It really is, it really is. And I'm pretty sure I did the right. Um, decision back then. Yeah. Um, So, uh, but I've been playing uh, for all my life and it's been a a big passion of mine. Um, So being able to do this kind of work now with some really talented people, um, I feel very fortunate.
0: Yeah, it's a a fun job and also you can, I guess, see the results. So let's say a player come with, we have a scenario, a coach, coach slash player comes to you and says, you know, we need to work on this or we need to work on that sometimes do you get like a blank page like you have a situation where you have to feed back to them what you can provide
1: yes Uh, very often that's the way it all starts Mm -hmm. Um, we sit down with the clients um, could be the coach could be the player and really try to understand uh, what can we do in order to give them maximum value yeah and very often the coach or the player do not really know what they're looking for so we need to tell them we need to do a little bit of, of training and education yeah. for them, so they are in a position to to make a, a good decision on yeah. what they need from here on. But very often we, we end up with 12 to 15 different KPIs and start working on that. And clearly, you know, after six months, nine months, we can adjust that mm. so that it fits um, the need of, of the coach or the, or the player at that time.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that's great. So you can really have a blank page and then say, hey, okay, we can provide this. Or if you get like a certain player, you can do your analysis and from all your data sources, you can get an idea of this player struggles with A, B, C. Yes. And then you can feedback that into their situation, into the coach and say, hey, this is what we can provide. These are the kind of drills we can give you and stuff like that.
1: Exactly. And uh, as you were mentioning the drills, I think that's a very important thing as well. Yeah. If you only provide the analysis, and say no more yeah, yeah. then it's only half cooked yeah? so being there like we did the other day with mm. a, a wta player here um on the court with them uh, going through the drills with them you know it's uh, i think it's very valuable for the player
0: yeah exactly and then you you also see up close so you get a more connection to the player and what results it can bring i guess it brings you closer to the, to your whole core business right
1: as well yes. yeah exactly and then,
0: then i guess it's the interesting part is let's say you have a situation where someone oh i'm playing a match against this player and then you can before the match you can get them give them data pretty quickly like on what to yes. focus on for this matchup yes. that's happening in the next day
1: that, that's correct you know um, it could very well be the case that it's nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. and the player just received the message that i'm going to play it isn't that player tomorrow at nine but what 10. Yeah. So it gives you, you know, about 12 hours to work on. Hmm. Uh, but this not, does not take 12 hours at all, since I've been able to automate all these processes. A yeah. um, couple of hours, that's basically what we need.
0: Wow. Yeah, so you can actually give them feedback kind of before midnight, if you're lucky, yes. and say, hey, okay, so for tomorrow's match, the keys to your success should be this, based yes. on your... That,
1: that, that, that is correct. We do have players that love to get this kind of information just before bedtime.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, Easier to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> or, or tougher to sleep. They, they believe that the mind is also working while you're at sleep. Ah, so. Okay yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's a big difference from player to player how much information they are really interested in getting
0: I can imagine that yeah
1: some players are more than happy with three bullet points and others like Djokovic mm. says give it to me all
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. but he's well, like a chess player right so yeah. he really knows how to break down the other guy that's that's yeah. why he's the best on, on in doing that for sure Like that's his game style as well it suits him so well and I think He was one of the first maybe players to start, we started working with Craig O'Shaughnessy and I don't know if they're still working together, but but it seems that that had helped him with his game style, like his game style is very well suited to like, because he can position the ball in any area of the court, while some players hit different, like different zones, go for different styles. Do you see uh, like your clients, are there a very particular type of player or do you see all types of players? Djokovic is a player who typically would would benefit from the more data he has, mm-hmm. the better.
1: I, I think, uh, no, to, to answer your question, uh, no, it's not only one type of, yeah. of, of a player. Um, but it's a certain human being yeah. more than anything else. So you have, as I said, you know, individuals that love to get all the information we have yeah. and others just have a couple of bullet points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's more um, about the player's personality yes. than anything else. Um, but we need to understand that um, because there's no there's no use in, in providing tons of data if the coach is not going to um, leverage it. No. And if the, the player doesn't really want to have it. So.
0: No, and it can be data overload. I guess you have too much information. So you, well, what do I do with this? Also, when you're playing the match, if you know there's like things to think about it's going to be very tough to, to execute yeah. you know how difficult tennis is so it's like having maybe for some players three bullet points okay, okay yeah yeah that that scenario I need to go to the backhand or this is where I need to come to the net more often or yeah. how important my first service you know or where to place the second serve these kind of small things can really help exactly them to digest it yeah
1: exactly yeah and we also have players that love to get the insight about the opponent's pressure points
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. so
1: meaning where does this individual serve at 30 40.
0: Ah, okay yeah. Yeah, that's that's i mean the pressure points are the most important thing in tennis yeah. you would argue you know
1: yeah, yeah. exactly so um, so we, we see more and more of that you know being able um to to provide that kind of of insights um, and it's 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 a huge market yeah. it's a huge market for this um, and yeah
0: tennis is battled out in like four points really like yeah. if you look at a tennis game four points and so it's like one point makes a big difference you know so that's probably like okay 30 40 that's a game can be a match winning yes yeah, yeah. Situation, right? exactly. yes situation exactly
1: it's been um, fantastic to see you know the the growth in the industry mm. um, over the last three years and you were mentioning Craig Shaughnessy um, he's not working with Tim with, um, Djokovic anymore no. But I think uh, the pioneer work that he has been doing over so many years, I think it's been very valuable for the world of tennis.
0: Yeah, um, he has kind of put uh, at least highlighted that how data can be used, I guess. So, exactly. Uh, how important it is. Yeah. And it's, it should be really logical because like even like compared to other sports, tennis is you have just two players. You have um, the geometry of a tennis court, yeah. which is very much uh, kind of easy to analyze in a one way like and players have the same They we tend to repeat our habits in life in general. So on the tennis court We are habitual creatures as well We tend to always do this when we are love 40 down or whatever, you know, and we tend to always serve We have a comfortable serve where we like to go maybe down the line. So all that stuff can be Gained from the data as well. Right?
1: Absolutely, and we, we all do apply patterns of play yeah. um, But we are not always conscious about this yeah yeah. and the the more pressure that you've got you 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 tend to play the same kind of pattern again and again Mm -hmm. in these kind of of situations so um, it
0: becomes kind of like a fight-or-flight situation and then you go back to your caveman brain a little bit you know you this is how I have to deal with this situation I think it's the same when you're learning new technique uh, if you're trying to fix or adapt something in your forehand it might be fantastic in training, and then suddenly you're you know, 30, 40 down, set point, and you're back to the old yeah. pattern again. Exactly. Because that's when like, your brain stops, you stop consciously trying to imp- do that thing that you were training exactly. so hard to do.
1: Yeah. I, I see a bright future for everything that is related to statistics and, and, yeah. and, and data in, in tennis. And um, this is only the beginning. Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see um, if we are also able to get the, the juniors um, yeah. up and running on this, um, still we are uh, a little bit short of, uh, of data of course when mm. it comes to the junior ranks.
0: Yeah, You need the camera only really but then you may need to make sure that you have a camera on as many matches as possible obviously. yeah
1: exactly, exactly. So you need a certain volume and a yeah. certain quality of these data before we can really do that.
0: I find it a bit strange that we are not in a situation with professional tennis where every competitive match on ITF and senior, I mean even senior store, but they, and the ATP WTA is recorded by some kind of device. I mean, it's, it's so cheap, the technology. You have a center court usually for matches. You don't have that many courts to cover. You could easily record every match. Yeah. You could live stream every match, potentially now yeah. with, with just like, it's a mobile phone needed, like some cheap internet connection. Uh, so it's a little bit baffling sometimes that you have matches where you can only follow by the score on the ITF tour And, and, and when you get, down, you get down to juniors, it would be fun for tennis parents who can come on the trip Coaches that are not there, whatever, you, to be able to watch their kid you know. fully
1: agree I'm not sure if it has something to do with date integrity um, Yeah, probably, and yeah, I guess GDPR, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff But I'm sure this is something that could be solved yeah. If we put our minds to it
0: it seems like I think that that would be very beneficial like to, to a lot of people. I mean you always have that issue in tennis or in any sport really with the betting thing. You don't want people to be able to bet on matches but that you can have clear rules about and restrictions like you can't bet on junior matches so you can't do this so you can't offer that service. But, but I think it makes sense to have more matches recorded.
1: Full agree and, and I'm sure that this, this will improve eventually. Yeah. Um, and the cheap technology as you're mentioning with the iPhone and it has only been here for, you know, a year or two. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so I think uh, we, we also need to uh, be a little patient uh, when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, but if we are going to do this talk again in, in two years time, I think the situation would be completely different.
0: Probably, yeah, and yeah. I think things are evolving quickly as well, like you're seeing that in, in any sport, but in life in general. It's like technology is so good now that that it's like uh, changing how everything works you know our cars do like AI is everywhere like in machine learning like you said feeding in the data to the machine which you are doing uh, to understand like we talked about that before like what is a slice what yes. is a top spin shot what is a kick surf you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. because the computer needs to understand what that is but nowadays they're so good that then after having learned it like just using that in the data generation so you get everything done for you,
1: you know? absolutely and you were mentioning machine learning uh, and I think we should also mention computer vision. Yeah, um, Very important uh, technology, again, underneath the artificial intelligence umbrella that are able to detect what's going on on a screen uh, without any human being being involved yeah. at all. It's, it's very fascinating.
0: Yeah, it is a, it's a topic that you know, affects many parts of our lives. And, and if you love tennis, it will affect tennis for sure, like, like this, but we, you don't see it so much on, when you watch tennis live. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes unless you maybe are at the tournament. Um, but you see like pro players, are they analyzing matches more these days? I mean, before they used to have the VHS, maybe Feather back in the 20 years ago or, or 15 years ago. Uh, but these days with, with the phones and with everything being available on via tennis TV, if you're a pro player, uh, or you can technically have your coach record your match. Like, you see more usage of that these days, or? We
1: do, we do, um, and um, just the fact that um, all the Grand Slams they have their own apps. Yeah. So if you are a player, you get access to a completely different world of data mm. compared to what you know the, the audience are getting. So um, that is also something that has been brought to them just because they, they do have a keen interest mm. in getting hold of, of this kind of data points and, and statistics. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all with you on that. I think that uh, we're going to see um, a lot more data being available, uh, not only to the players, mm. but also to the audience, to the fan, um, and that, that will, for sure, um, bring even more interest to the game of tennis.
0: It should be, but I think like sometimes you have commentators on TV that... Uh, sometimes I, I, I'm a bit harsh with the commentators. I've done this myself on, on Swedish uh, TV uh, before, but it's like you... you um, they just say what's happening on the on the court. They don't break down what's behind the, all the things that are happening. They just say, oh, then she went to the net and she had a volley for a winner. I, mean, well, I could see that. Yeah, like, clearly. But clearly what was the key to this happening or what is the trend we're seeing in the match so i think it would be better sometimes to just be quiet for a bit yeah take in what's going on and then try to disseminate and analyze and understand and then relay that to the audience for example so if you have data you would need to break down like okay so i see from the data that this like the, the second serve is what's breaking down the whole match like you I mean this old saying you're only as good as your second serve yeah right this thing you're seeing that would be much more valuable using data or not data, than, than just being like saying what's going on, what, which everyone technically can see.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. And I'm also getting quite annoyed with uh, some commentators on that, so... Uh, um, and uh, perhaps we should uh, make a, a training course for the commentators.
0: Yeah, how to, how to use data to make the matches more engaging. Exactly. It's yeah. exactly. actually a good idea. That's something we should, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because also like the production of a tennis match, you lose a lot of the audience the match is technically quite long and you might not have two very famous players let's say you're not a tennis nerd you don't know exactly who Ben Cic or whoever is Mm. um you might know Federer, Rafa Novak but you don't know maybe the rest of the world so well but if you can then makes the data interesting or that you have to like there's always a storyline in a match right so you have to grab the story with everything in life and to make it engaging and if you if you don't relate the story if you're just saying a b c d point b it's not exciting you have there's always a story behind a player behind the match behind these two players whether it's a head-to-head or a trend that's happening in the match and in in tennis it's very interesting to follow the trends like you see like okay this first set was easy for this one but then player b changed something and second set was completely difficult or or like just that is what makes tennis so engaging you know
1: Mm. fully agree and uh, i would also like to see more in the um In the uh, pre sort of time before the match starts yeah you know when you are in a studio and you're having some commentators discussing you know what's going on or what will happen during the match and then bring some data and analytics to the table i think that'll be very valuable
0: i think so and that's like then it's also you create the story arch before the match starts so when you're i find tennis the most engaging to watch and i watch i have watched a lot of tennis but I like the beginning of a match the most, yeah. because that is when the story is set, yeah. kind of. Like, I always like to see the beginning. If I come into a match, I feel like I'm a bit left out. Like, I'm, this mm. is chapter four, mm. and I'm starting to read the book. Yeah. I won't understand what has happened before. So exactly. I think that that story line, story arch, is so important in understanding yeah. tennis and like what else the match is progressing. And also gives you so much more background, which just makes it more engaging, right?
1: I agree. And it's, it's about giving the right context, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Context is everything, right? Yeah.
0: So then otherwise you you lose interest. Yeah. Thanks, Fred. It was really fun to talk to you. And uh, I hope to see you again. I mean, I'm going to be here in Marbella a lot, so I'm sure I will bump into you. Maybe we do uh, an updated talk when things are progressing more and more into this uh, sphere of AI and analysis and data. Very engaging topic. Um, Where can they find out more about your services?
1: Well, um, you can definitely look me up on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Wall of Labs. Wall of Labs. Yeah. We also do have websites, um, same name, Wall of Labs. And um, thanks for having me. And uh, more than happy to be here again with you.
0: Um, yeah. Perhaps in a in a few months time, never know. Cool. Excellent. Thanks, guys.